Yeah. Recording in progress. <laughs> Might just leave one time when you do that. <laughs> Hello nope, and I'm welcome <laughs> and back to the ordinary view after a little break away for holidays and soccer stuff. <laughs> we are back. <laughs> Episode 16, if all my fingers counted correctly. Um, today we're talking about environment and how it can impact your progress, the life around you, some little hacks on what we use to make sure we're in the right environment, and some values that for success. As always, guys at JDC Fitness with Hunter of Average Fitness. And my phone rings the second I go live. Nice. Who is it? Answer it now. Answer it no. live. Do no, it? with that. You'll probably just Follow. start shooting a ballon that is about something. Yeah. <laughs> you probably deserve it as well. <laughs> probably do. Uh, Put your radio hello, DJ Karen, voice on. Right? Be like, Colin, you're through to uh, Ordinary <laughs> View Live. Uh, and we're coming in your ears. <laughs> <laughs> Anyhow, let's have a look. So, environment. Environment being the place that you are and how it can affect where we're going, where the progress that you're after. Um, so, so there's a famous quote, isn't there? Or there's a famous... Um... I say famous because I've heard it at least once. So, you know, there is aqua. Someone said once, right, that uh, <clears throat> something like 90% of life is how you, not necessarily what happens to you, how you respond to it. And I think that's obviously, there's, there's kind of some truth in that. There's, I don't know what the science is behind the numbers and stuff, but the, the way you respond to something dictates how you feel about it, not necessarily what it is. Um, yeah. And I think environment is probably the biggest, the biggest kind of, framework in which that's applicable because um yeah like for example if you want to break it down into like science you feel cold when you were warmer or you feel hot when you were colder before if you yeah. were if you were already warmer you wouldn't feel that do you know what i mean it's like it's that kind of thing so the environment that you're in uh plays a big role in how you respond to certain things how certain things affect you whether you even notice them etc um yeah. so yeah Carry on. If you, if you think about it, so like... My little tangent done. Uh, environment. If you take like a cactus, that environment, the cactus will survive in the desert, but you take yeah. it out of the desert, it'll die. So not everybody's environment, my environment may not be the pace for growth and the perfect environment for you. So everybody's mm -hmm. going to have a different environment in what they grow. I'll pull yeah. a quote straight out of a James Smith's Another Life Coach book. And if anybody hasn't read that, which probably a lot of people haven't, I highly recommend read it or get it on audiobook. I've listened to this book. I think I'm on to my fifth run through in about six months. Probably, I'll probably really? say fourth. And uh, every time I've came with a different perspective and it's yeah. gave different results. It's given well, that's, that's, away different even, things. Even that bit that you just said, though, that's a perfect example of what we're just saying because every time you listen to it, you are a slightly different person to the previous time because yeah. of whatever factors, whether it be um like big picture environmental like covid or where you are working as in the first time you listen to it you might have been working outdoors and had a very kind of different day-to-day -day role do you know what i mean so like those yeah. little things those little changes subtle changes you might think your life's been pretty much the same for the last eight months or whatever it's been or three months since the gym's opened or whatever but the subtle changes in there make it different to how you think um etc so yeah Interesting. Anyway, carry on with your quote. <laughs> yeah, so um, where was that? 
which starts with, this is an example from the book, you will be the same person in five years as you are today, except for the people you meet and the books you read, which I think is quite powerful. That is by Charlie Tremendous, whatever that is, Charlie Jones. Um, and I think that's quite powerful. If you mm. stay in the same circles and you don't expand out and you don't educate and further your field, you don't beat on your craft, you're going, you're going to be in the same place. Take, yeah. take, we'll go back to soccer. Like Beckham, he's famous for after the match goes has ended, he goes back on the field and practices more penalty shots when everybody else mm. is going home. That's the difference to that's why we got to the level he was because he created a better environment for himself. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's, that's um, I think that's true to a point. Like I say, it's kind of it's probably a mixture of those two points that we've just said. You know, when I was saying like everything, I, I'm a firm believer in like everything that happens to you can potentially have an effect on you, and everything that you do to other people can potentially have an effect on them. Which is why it's important to you know be empathetic to people and to act you know the way you should and all those kind of things. But but if you're talking kind of macro you know big picture style you know yeah if you don't make the i think what the point of that quote is if you don't make the effort you are not going to improve you might be a different person as in those situations that you've been through will have affected you in whatever way but you will be pretty much the same person and you won't be any further forward unless you actively try to be yeah um i think it's probably more where that where that quote kind of sits for me um because because yeah i think um i don't know uh if I've ever mentioned this to you actually before, you know, people say like everything happens for a reason. And that is literally my, that is my least favorite. Just drop that in the chat. As you said it, it popped into the chat. That is my least favorite phrase in the whole world. And the reason is, it's not because things don't happen for reasons. It's because if you want something to happen, you need to make it happen or somebody needs to make it happen. Things happen because people make them happen. It doesn't, it doesn't happen for a reason. It happens because of a cause. Do you know what I mean? And I think, it's it's probably it's one of those things where like like you say if you want something go out and get it or at least aim for it don't just you know not a case of like drop everything else but like if you want to go and better yourself in some way you need to take actual action yeah there's another there's another bit there's a, a podcast I was listening to or watching rather on YouTube um and it's by it was Simon Sinek who some someone I've mentioned on this podcast before and he was being interviewed by somebody and it, it was a really strange thing because. The person who was interviewing him was a friend of his, but the cameraman or audio guy or something was a friend of that person's, but not a friend of the guest. So yeah. they didn't know each other. And anyway, they were chatting on and stuff. And the, the kind of the vibe was a little bit off. It was as if they didn't really get on. And I was like, oh, this is like really weird podcast to listen to. And the guy said something on the lines of, because obviously in your role, you want to drive the conversation. And he interrupted him and went, listen, I'm tired of driving the conversation. I want people to fucking act. And I was like, whoa, like, where did that come from? It was like really like, quite aggressive. But I thought that's a really interesting point. It's like, you can talk all day long, you can make all the plans you want, you can discuss it with your pals, you can think about it, you can dream about it. But if you want something to happen, you need to act. You do. Uh, 100%. So let's talk about environment in terms of like setting up an environment for, for success. Basic things such as if you want to get up and go to the gym in the morning, pack your bag and get your gym gear out ready to go in the morning. There's an environmental hack. If you mm. wake up and you're going, oh, right. I don't want to wake my partner up or wake the house up while I'm looking for this, that, and everything else. Yeah. Get it out the night before. So my gym bag's packed. My clothes is on the 
actually at the bottom of the stairs now so I don't get dressed at the top of the land. I just waddle around naked until I get downstairs. Um, my toothbrush is in the kitchen in the morning. Of that course it out. is. So I, I literally, I get up, climb over the baby gate, sneak downstairs, get dressed, brush my teeth in the kitchen, and I haven't woke anybody in the house up. I'm not rattling through drawers and getting dressed at the top of the landing to wake the bairn up. And then, I'm, to be honest, I'm quite imp- impressed with your flexibility that you can get over the baby gate. That's uh, that's growth for you. <laughs> feels good. It feels good first thing in the morning because it's cold metal on the uh, on the tallywater. <laughs> but there would be plenty of excuses if I hadn't set that environment up when I wake up again. Ah, oh, can't be asked. I haven't got this ready. That's not ready. Where's me? Where's me trainers? Where's me? Yeah. Where's me joggers? Me shorts? Me it's it's as if that. you've already committed to it, isn't it? Like, you're already difference. committed to it. Yeah, you've set up that yeah. environment. Um, that, yeah, I think, it, that, again, that, obviously it applies to everything, doesn't it, really? Like, if you if you want to make it easy for yourself, like this, you know, don't don't set yourself up to fail. Set yourself up to, to kind of do what you've said you're going to do. Um, and that's another point, actually, in terms of environment. Do say, say what you plan to do, whether that be writing it down in a diary, whether it be writing on the fridge, or, like, whatever it is. Make, make some type of commitment to it rather than just, I think I'm going to go to the gym tomorrow. Like, how often do we change our mind? I think changing your mind is, like, the best thing ever. When it's when it's because you've been presented with new information, but when that new information is, I can't bother to go to the gym, or I can't bother to to make some break. I'm the worst for this. I can't bother to make porridge today. I'm just going to get Greg's on the way to work. Like that's not helpful. Do you know what I mean? It's helpful in the moment, but uh, hey, you're saying like going to the gym on the way back from work and that. I was reading something mm-hmm. today, and it was like um, even if you had a cheaper gym or a better gym that you wanted to go to. If it was on the rock, try pick a gym that is on your route as, a, oh, as yeah. an environmental hack. On your route home, you're more, it, it was like a proper research <laughs> done into it. And the, there was more adherence to people who were driving past that gym because it was Makes on sense. their route home. Even if it was just five minutes or five miles out, there was that, that was that thing to skip out. Or as, you know, the flip to that would be like, say, for example, you, you, you work fairly close to where you live, so you don't drive or whatever. Um is pick a gym that is easy for you to get to. Say if you go on your days off, for example, like I don't yes. tend to go to the gym on the days I go to work. I tend to go on my days off. Um, now that I get like eight days off a week, it's easy. Um, so, <laughs> but but in that respect, pick a gym that's close to you then because the amount of times when I used to live in Delaville years ago and I used to be at Exercise for Less in Long Benton, it's not that far. It's not really. It's what, 10, 12, maybe 15 minutes in the car. The amount of times I was like, oh, I'm going to go to the gym later on. Didn't. Because it's like, oh, it's such a hassle. It's a long, it's a long way to go. Petrol. Blah, blah. There's a million excuses. Make it easy for yourself. Even if, like you say, if it's a crap gym, it's just it's better than, you know, what we what we say about um, consistency beating like intensity or consistency beating you know practice beating perfection, all that kind of thing. It's the same. It's the same kind of concept, isn't it? Yep. Um, Unless they haven't got a squat rack, in which case, don't go to that gym. Yeah, never go to a gym without a squat rack. <laughs> I was going to go on a rant, but I'm not. Um, <laughs> looking at setting up environments like lifestyle environments. If you work from home and that, like, have a have a tidy workspace. Having a tidy workspace, your productivity will go through the roof. Having a dirty workspace, just on or a messy workspace. So glad my last isn't in the ashtray because my <laughs> desk is upside down the day. But having a having a dirty workspace will slow your progress down, your process down. I would not have never worked from home, man. Eh? It's a, it's, it's some like elusive dream that just doesn't seem to exist for me. Like, um, <laughs> soon, Brad, soon. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I think, you know, I think that's an interesting point though, because obviously, especially in the last 12 months or 18 months or however fucking long this has gone on now, um, yeah. a lot of people have been 
working from home either temporarily or have now started working from home on a temp- on a on a permanent basis. You know, there's a lot of a lot of places just aren't having people back in the office, and um, even even once restrictions are lifted tomorrow and stuff, um, which I think is is interesting. I think it's a it's a bit of a COVID tangent here. I think it's been a big wake wake up call to a lot of businesses that are wasting resources, are wasting money in certain oh, aspects. Massively. You know, getting massively. people to come in, but also it's probably shown that that actual human interaction is has been underrated in the last sort of 20 years because of the internet and because of things like Zoom and whatnot. Um, so it's going to be interesting to see how the next like few years go um, because I think people appreciate the human interaction with people they already know, obviously, um, but have also come to realise that doing a, if you've got a 10-minute meeting, you don't need to drive an hour to go and have it. You can just do it on Zoom. And a lot of people are much more comfortable doing that. So I think it's going to be really interesting. Um yeah, I think that's probably, you know, speaking of like trying to, to you know, make your environment better and, and, you know, think more positively and all kind of thing. I think there's, there'll be a few good things to come out of this whole mess in the last 18 months. And one of them will be people will appreciate that kind of thing more and also not hold on a pedestal the bullshit of like going into work in an office nine to five when you could you could work from home three days a week or you could do flexi time or you could whatever. Um, so, yeah, I think that's going to be quite cool to watch. For those of us who don't have the option, you know. A <laughs> uh, couple of physical environmental apps for a uh, diet that I wrote down. Mm. So another thing I was reading when I was looking at this episode was um, about smaller plates. We are conditioned from, I know it's not a thingy, but... Pile it up. It was, just pile uh, it up taller. Pile it up. Just pile it up, uh, yeah. We're conditioned to not leave the table till you've ate your thing. And it was a 22% decrease in calories eaten by switching your plates out for a 10-inch plate rather than a 12. That's amazing. That's amazing, that I? It is. Like, I've just stacked my thing up. Like, every time I go to a carvery, I get eyes on me because it's like an absolute yeah. tower of food. But for yeah. the average person, having smaller plates is that tiny little environmental hack, mind hack. Well, they've obviously, they've obviously done the studies. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like you say, if, if they've done the studies and that's the results, then, then that's amazing, you know. But... Uh, yeah, I don't know. Like, I'm, I was just thinking there, like, well, if I got a 12 inch pizza, I would eat half of it and keep half for the next, like, for breakfast the next day. Or maybe eat, maybe eat like two yeah. thirds of it and leave a little bit for, the, for breakfast. Whereas if I got a 10 inch pizza, I would eat the whole thing. So I don't think that would work for me. But maybe I'm just overthinking it. I don't know. Yeah, but if you go to the pizza shop and get two eight inch pizzas, it's cheaper than buying, than buying uh, 12 inch. Yeah. So then you can get 16 inches for something. But anyhow, I digress. <laughs> um, I smaller plates. I think, isn't more, I think where a... this is going to take more of a turn in the environment is actually going to be the mental environment that you set yourself in, who who yeah. you've got around you and stuff. Um, just on uh, just on food before we move on. Um, there's obviously there's a bunch of like ones that are kind of well known, so to speak. Like don't go shopping when you're hungry, and you know all that kind of thing. Um, I think meal planning, not necessarily meal prepping, which is a different thing altogether. Um, which I've never really been able to get the hang of. Meal planning ahead is just enormous for me. Um, me and Louise talk about it all the time. We must say, like, at the minute, we're probably saying two or three times a week, right, let's see what we've got in the cupboards, let's make a little plan ahead, and then every night we're like, oh, shit, what have we got? <laughs> oh, someone nibble, when he's nibble with a road and get some chips, you know what I mean? It's like, it's planning ahead and actually, yeah. like, having some type of, just some type of plan, do you know what I mean? It doesn't need to be, like, I am going to plan my calories out every day for a week in advance. It doesn't need to be like that. 
just just get an idea of you know what you've got in two or three days in advance and plan ahead um and the adherence that would come with that for me would be drastic i'm gonna i've been i've come off the wagon a little bit in the last few weeks in terms of counting um i haven't really tracked any calories i'm still mindful you know i still like think like right what what have i had today protein wise and i'll still make decisions based on that but in the last three weeks i don't think i've been on my fitness pal more than more than once or twice a week um so i think i'm gonna start again tomorrow properly yeah maybe um talking about meal planning that i've just i've just sent an, e- uh, an email drop out of one of my videos and it's um, uh-huh. about about the website eatthismuch.com have you heard of it uh i think i have actually yeah where you put your calories in and how many meals you want and if you've got right. a specific uh it breaks like down that, it, it, it'll say like he has your four meals for the day and it'll give you like you, you click on the meals so say like it's like porridge and oats like porridge and whatever and it'll you click on the meals and it'll have a breakdown of how to make it what the calories are and everything but if you That's don't great. like the meal you can click the refresh button so like you could say right I've got 2,000 calories and you can go right generate there's mm-hmm. Monday's meals generate there's Tuesday's meals print them out and have them planned out there you go that, that's yeah. created the environment for your meal prep rather than going uh, chicken, rice, and broccoli. Yeah, like sixteen containers. You can yeah. keep it fresh by have. You don't need a meal prep, but you've got your meals prepared as such. You know what I mean? Yeah, that keeps right. it interesting. Uh, even, it even does it even for, if you uh, don't want to be like that anal about it. Even if you just want to like use it as a guide. Inspirations. I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Yeah, use it just for your main meal, and then and then wing your breakfast based on that already. Do you know what I mean? It's uh, it's an interesting thing. Like I said, make it as easy as possible for yourself. Um, or just do what I do and eat pretty much the same food all the time. Boring. <laughs> it does like my uh, my 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 fitness pal is based around how many coffees I have and like what I like to have, how many biscuits I have with me cup of tea at the end of the day, and then everything else is just like, yep, yeah, work from there. Because <laughs> those right, things right. are non-negotiable. <laughs> but I'm normal with caffeine addiction. Okay. <laughs> uh, cool. Couple of diet hacks out that I found uh, quite interesting as well. Put a mirror in the sweetie cupboard. That absolutely laughed me head off in it. But, I am not doing that. No, but it was good for like people who are chocolate addicts and stuff. And it was like I was reading the comments on it and I thought that is class. Holy. You open it, open the open the cupboard. There's a you stare yourself in the face before you get chocolate in your can. <laughs> I know I'm not meant to be doing this. You, you know what? I, I'm not a fan of this idea because now when this podcast is over, I'm gonna walk in the kitchen, I'm gonna open the cupboard, and there's gonna be all sorts of shit in my cupboards. Louise <laughs> will have like mirrors, she'll have pictures of like different people in there. So I'll open the cupboard, <laughs> there'll be a big like foam finger will come out. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Be the old spice advert. You could be this. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> if you didn't eat these. Um, I know for a fact I'm going to open the fridge and there's going to be a picture of Jack Grealish in there. I'm sick. <laughs> the one I use, the last diet and hack in the kitchen that I use is I take my beer out of the fridge on a Sunday night. I to drink it. <laughs> yeah, to drink it. But I know by Thursday when I'm, start, when I'm starting to get wrecked, uh, I want to come home and have a nice cold beer in the bath. And that's right. one of the things that I'm trying to stop. If I open the fridge and there's no beer in there, and I look at the side, I look at the side of the fridge and there's a warm Heineken, and I'm like, nah, I'm not that bad. Mm. Or like, you know, for example, um, I don't know if you fall in this category. I don't really tend to drink like through the week, um, or I don't really tend to drink much to be honest. And when I do, it tends to be Jack and Coke. Um, but I was walking to the shop today, and obviously it's been nice the last couple of days. I was walking to the shop today and thinking, I might get some Bud Light. Like I quite fancy like like a freezing cold like Bud Light. But then I thought, well, by the time I buy it and make it cold, it'll not fancy anymore. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. But um, 
what you if if you are the type of person that you have if there's four bottles there you'll drink all four because it's like well it's only four like that's not the end of the world and it is life beer and you know it's not the end of the world well just put one in the fridge then i'll just put two in the fridge yeah. if you're like well i don't want to cut it out altogether um or whatever and that i suppose goes for anything that could be cans of pop that could be whatever put put one and just yeah. have your one do you know what yeah. i mean well i did i did similar with um i'll always have like i can't it sounds like an alcoholic i can't just have one i yeah. always have two that's so what I mean, yeah. rather than buy cans, I switched uh-huh. the bottles and I had two bottles rather than a can. Which makes you know yeah, mean? makes sense. Rather than yeah. two cans, sorry. Because I always pour them into a glass. So yeah. in that little hack reduced created a, a deficit there, yeah. I've halved it. Yeah. And that's it's the same, it's the same thing we talk about with water, isn't it? Like make it easy for yourself, give yourself a bigger container. And it's the it's yeah. exactly the same thing, exactly. except it's, the other way around, guy. The reverse of um, it, yeah. I think it all comes down to I've written, the first thing I wrote down when we when we started talking about like what we're going to talk about and all that. The first thing I wrote down was self awareness, and I think every point we've made so far has pretty much come back to that, which is yeah. you need to understand what makes you tick, what makes you fall off the wagon, or whatever terminology you want to use, and then work around those facts because they are facts. Like you are who you are to a point. Do you know what I mean? Um, and if you're the type of person that you know, if you have tabs, you'll smoke them. But if you don't have them, you won't or whatever. Yeah. Work when I around smoke, that then. If I, had, if I had a 200 you know I mean? tabs, they would last us two or three days. If I had yeah. a 20 box, it'd last us two days. You know what I mean? It's just... It yeah, is. It's, the same, yeah, it's the same thing. If, you, if you're if you someone who, you know, you, you like to have a tab on your lunch break at work, well, take one then. Take one to work with you. Don't take the box. Do you I, know what I mean? Um, or whatever, whatever, whatever aspect we're talking about, whether it be smoking, drinking... You know, from an opposite point of view, water, fruit, etc. Like, make it easy for yourself. Know what your little hack is, um, and don't be afraid to experiment. Like, the amount of this is what pisses me off about social media in particular, but I suppose everything is um, all this kind of like guilt or shame of like, well, I tried this thing to better myself and it didn't work out. I think you still tried, uh-huh. and you still you still learned something from that experience, like. Yeah, it's no no one's saying. Well, if you aren't going to drink two liters of water every day for the rest of your life, then what's the point in even trying? Well, no, yeah. because you might go from drinking half a liter to a liter, or if you're not going to hit ten thousand steps a day, then then you know you're you're worse than the average person. Well, so what? Any incremental benefit is going to be a benefit. You start and saying victories in the in the doing rather than the result. The, the effort, yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. There's um obviously, you know, I know you know of um I can't remember her name. That is it ESG fitness. Uh, ah, yes. yeah. And she posts about it quite a lot. I've seen it, I've posted about it two or three times already. The the kind of there's a graph which shows the benefits of exercise um versus the effort that, that's put in. And it's yeah. something I don't know the exact terminology, but it's basically something on the lines of the first bit of effort you put in is where you get the most benefit. So if you <coughs> if you put in Let's say the amount you're working out is 100%, right? That's that's the, the metric. And the amount I work out is 20%, right? That doesn't mean I only get 20% of the benefit you get. It means I get about 50% or something like that. Yeah. So like, if you're only going to put in a little bit of effort, that's still good. That is still much better than not putting in any effort. And that's with exercise. That's with water intake. That's with healthy eating. That's with stopping smoking. That's with, with all of these things. Everything, health and fitness, looking after yourself, in terms of your mental health, everything, all of it, the most benefit comes from just starting or just trying, even if you also, fail. You know what I mean? Yeah. Was there, in one of the books that I was reading, I listened to the other day, it said, um, 
there's such a bad thing about like books and that like oh well it might not be for me like take the achievement that you read the book if you got one bit of nugget out of it amazing if you finished the book and you were like that book wasn't for me i didn't take anything of it you finished the book like you've, you've yeah. that's another one on the record uh karen says i used to come home from work and have a couple of glasses of wine and then i i kept the wine glasses but filled it with diet pop instead and it worked like the tiny little environmental hack change what's in it brain still registers as that little habit it's just a change in that habit adaption yeah i think uh yeah makes sense um like I say, any 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 progress is progress, and this this idea that like whether someone else is crushing it and I'm only and I'm only doing it, so what? Like yeah. forget all that. That's not that is not having an effect on your life. It's uh, I, I don't like that side of social media. To be fair, obviously I'm a big social media fan. I've said it for years, and and we've obviously debated and I've debated this with pretty much everybody who listened to me. Um, that I think the benefits outweigh the cons, but one of the cons is. This culture of like, if you if you show that you are proud of something, you're a show off. If yeah. you show that you you have taken any um, any like kind of, I'm um, um, you know happy with this or I've I've achieved that or whatever. Like you know, you, how, when was that thing you saw somebody post on social media? I've been grafting this month. I've stuck in my diet and I've lost a pound and I'm buzzing. You don't say that because if it's not six pound a month, nobody gives a fuck. No. Yeah. You worked hard and you lost that pound and if you might have put on five if you hadn't done that. And do you know what I mean? Like, you should be proud of yourself. Yeah. And I think we need, we, with the world, need to be more proactive about praising people when they've done something, even if it doesn't seem like a big deal to you. Because if they're seeing it, it's a big deal to them. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, definitely, definitely. Um, so that's like environment as a physical place, but mm. there's environment in the mindset and in the... In the brain. In the brain, in same in the membrane. Um, and again, back to that book, it's the second part of what I've highlighted in it is, what if, I, what if I was to say that a huge number of the failures and successes you will face in the future are profoundly impacted by who you decide to spend time with in the coming years? Our environment is not just the bubble we live in, but the people within it as well. Yeah. It goes yeah, on to where, we'll, where we will go on to like, um, many... Many diets don't just fail because of a lack of willpower and temptation, but because of environmental factors and the people who are in the diet. Go on, just one won't hurt, or from the unsupportive partner, or go on, it's the weekend, relax. Like yeah. that does happen. And sometimes sometimes it's from a non-conscious gaslight way. Like you're yeah. better than yourself, but they they can't be asked or don't want to. Um yeah. so pulling you in. And it goes like I, when I first lost all the weight the first time round, when I was fucking huge, uh, I went to total for a year. And really? like, ah, yeah. And there was certain yeah. members of our group when we went out drinking, they would be like on me back, like, have a beer, have a beer, why not drink? Why not? And I still went out and had a good time. Yeah. But then I stopped going out as much because that became tiresome. Yeah. And I felt like I was bringing the night down, even though I was out because they were like, yeah, I have a shot. I'm like, I don't want a shot. I got a car. I'm thinking. But I lost a lot of weight because I thought, well, if I take on the alcohol consumption, I can eat a bit more shit. I can be a bit more lenient on the food. But yeah. the environment was still there where they were like, the, the people yeah. in it were trying to get us to drink and stuff. Um, and that's the thing. If you if someone's constantly trying to feed or bring you down, the the will yeah. do so in, in and they're not necessarily doing it like to, no, to no, be no. negative to you they just maybe they think that you are not on the same path unhappy. as you yeah maybe they, they think that you're suffering from it and they're like trying to like you know I don't know 
But uh, yeah, that's interesting. Um, I think uh, a lot of that obviously happens internally as well. Um, you know, you think to yourself, like, well, I've been good Monday to Friday, so I deserve a treat on the weekend or whatever. But again, it comes back to self-awareness. Like, you, especially if you're with your mates and your family and stuff, you, you should have the, the self-confidence. Or you, you would like to think that people have the self-confidence to say, listen, no, I'm doing this and, you know, mind your business or whatever. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. um, because it's for, for the, the greater good or whatever you want to call it. Um, but, uh, but again, comes back to self-awareness. If you know, well, I'm going to go to a barbecue on the weekend and everyone's going to be drinking and I know what I'm like, once, once they're like, oh, do you want to have an I'll cave? Well, then fine. Don't, don't not go then. I mean, maybe don't go. That's fine. It's your life. Do what you want. But like, you don't have to not go. You can build around that and go, well, I'll probably end up eating more than I should on the weekend. So I'll, I'll make a plan based around that fact, you know, or that, yeah. that possibility. Um, but it, and then but you never know you might surprise yourself you might end up surprising yourself there was some I can't remember who it was now someone was saying the other week I can't remember who it was someone was telling us like oh I, I had I had like I went out and I was going to get I assumed I'd get a takeaway and I didn't who the hell was it that I might just, I might, I might have have just read it somewhere thing. I don't know yeah <laughs> I might have just read I mean, it was, I think it was when we went no it was when we went to yours Um, it was when we went to yours the other week and me and Louise had said, like, oh, we'll probably end up getting a pizza on the way home, and we didn't. That was it. Um, because, because everybody we, was so drunk, couldn't even say we the word pizza. Over, yeah. <laughs> couldn't even spell pizza. Um, and all I wanted to do was just be asleep. <laughs> like you were when I left, you're on the sofa. <laughs> Comfy sofa, right. but, but yeah, no, but we had planned around that. We're saying, we're saying, like, having the confidence to say, like, um, oh, no, just I'm doing no. this, or I'm doing... But, a lot of people, I, I said it I said it there before when I was like, oh, shit, am I bringing this night down? Like, because yeah. I'm not bringing it. A lot of people will cave straight away go, oh, well, shit, I'm, I'm making tonight shit. Or, like, they might be with a partner and say, no, you're having a drink. Like, no, why not having a drink? Well, because I'm trying to get my kind of And, oh, well, he or she thinks that I'm ha- well, having a shit night because I don't want to have a drink with them and I'm not going to chill out yeah. and have a drink with them. Not everybody sees that, the perspective that, you, that you're on at the time. Just got to communicate. You do, but which I know is easier said than done, obviously. Of course, of course. In the work environment as well, I know we've touched on it before. Like that can be toxic, and that can ruin your results. Um, if you're if you're listening to the naysayers in there, like why are you doing so much, why are you eating this, why are you eating that, you, you can't eat this. Like you've got to expel yourself from that environment, change the environment yeah. that you're in. Um, yeah, quit, just quit a job, it's easy. Yeah, it is. <laughs> It's easy to quit your job. Everything else that comes after that's not necessarily easy. Like you know, <laughs> being homeless. Well, that's being alive. That's one way to one way to lose weight. Don't have an income. There's <laughs> a diet um, hack for you. But what I think their advisors quit your job. I think uh, your mental environment can be hugely dictated by those around you. But I think mm. also your mental you can dictate those around you with how you think things as well. Yeah. So if your negativity breeds negativity, and if you're like in a, this bad place, you can you can spell that out. And yeah. something I've something I've <clears> taken <throat> down now, like, is what did it say? It was in a podcast. It was actually Jim. I was in absolute like influence of heaven when I found the Jalen and the James Smith podcast together episode <laughs> they done together. I listened to it twice back to back, and it said, uh, said. Who do they want to see coming through the door? 
like who do your kids want to see coming through the door? Yeah. You've had a hard shitty day at work and you're not and you're hungry and you're like just absolutely exhausted. And then you come in and like your partner, your kids are around and you go and you come in and the kids are like, oh, come play with us. And you're like, no, man, that, that I'm tired or whatever. Or your partner's mm-hmm. like, how was your day? And you're like, oh, it was totally shit. Like, I'm absolutely goosed. I'm not, and I just want to go to bed and blah, blah, blah. Like, you've just put this negative environment out there. They, they, could have been happy as Larry. Yeah. I, they could have been happy as Larry. And then this starts to evolve in the gun. Oh, fucking hell. Here comes Smiler again. Coming in. He's got yeah. no time for anybody. And now, like, I literally pull up. And the, the, the thing that comes into my head is, who do they want to see coming in? And that mm. has had a massive effect on how I come into the house and how I how I treat those around us. And yeah. You know what it is? I could come in in a shit fettle and absolutely knackered, but coming in with that mindset and then having that bit patter on with the bands or whatever, mm. it brings you around it to the other side around, of it. Yeah. You put it your back. But it might take five, ten minutes of like thinking, you kind of be arsed yeah. and you're thinking, you're, <clears> you're faking it, but you're, you're faking it till you become it. It, it yeah. revolves around. And all I, of a sudden, I, you're not as tired. You're not as you're not as burden ridden. You get second wind. Yeah, honestly, it has been an absolute game changer for myself. I like that. I, I do agree with that. Um, I think it comes with a caveat or whatever it's called, where like, like, you, everybody needs a place to vent. Everybody needs a place to you know. You've got to be real. You've got to. If you've had a shit day, you've still had a shit day. So don't don't. Forget it. Don't ignore it. Don't pretend it didn't happen. Yeah. But also be mindful of, well, what if the other person's had a shit day as well, and they just so happen to ask you first, and then you've just unloaded on them and made their shit day even worse or whatever. So it's it's about finding that balance. I've been I've been having this conversation with mainly me boss and and some of my colleagues um, very often for the last few months about me, especially me, but everybody, especially you know in in my shop, but again everybody in, in every workplace. Like you've got it. If something's wrong with the workplace, with the the way you're being treated, or with a procedure, or whatever it is, you've got to put yourself on record. You've got to you've got to say your, your bit. And but as long as you want to die on that sword, um, because there's a there's a thing called plausible deniability, um, which I've I've always remembered that phrase because it's from Independence Day, and I've got the whole film <laughs> memorized. But um, when it, what what happens when something goes wrong at work and and you've been you've been thinking it for like two years and you're like I've been I knew that was going to happen and they go well you never said anything or well you never told me you were understaffed or well you never told me you were struggling at work and I'm like no right fuck that listen uh, excuse me we're understaffed excuse me I'm suffering excuse me this is hard do you know what I mean and I'm like always saying we need to do better because of this that and the other but on the flip side I don't want to bring everybody else down and make it worse so it's about having that balance of like I want to be on the record. I want my job, as far as I'm concerned, is make everyone else around us make their job easy. That's my job. It's just make everybody else's job easier by doing what I can do. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But also, don't be scared to put your hand up and say, we need to be better at this or we need to be better at that or I'm not a fan of this or this is making things harder or whatever. So it's about finding that balance between, you know, being honest with your spouse, kids, whatever, and saying like, I've had a shit day or whatever, but also not letting it become who you are um, which is very, very hypocritical for me to say. <laughs> Karen's put, uh, one of my clients, Karen, just put, that's like me on my PT on a Wednesday. I'm going to come in smiling from now on. But no, you you know that somebody that you can go to and vent. Yeah. Like, she comes in, she might, might be having a shit day at work or whatever. 
customers being a dick or whatever, like you can blast it out there. It's like when you when it's all you do is just lay it down, like it will yeah. become negatively breeds negativity. Um what's that yeah. phrase that you mentioned before? Like you are you are what is it again? You are who you think about it? Oh, I can't remember what it is now. Anyway. Which one? You know, I can't remember. There's there's some type of phrase which is like uh I can't remember I love, what it is. I love, I love Something a good along, phrase. You do, I right? Something along the lines of like if you talk about it enough, you become it kind of thing. I don't know. I'll remember it. I'll text you later. <laughs> we'll remember it. But yeah, <laughs> if, you, if, you, if you, what's, what's that thing called where, where um, visualization and, and walk, you know, working towards something bring, brings it about. I forget the name of it, but um, basically there's a truth in like, if you, if you talk about something enough, if you talk about your goal, you will will it into yeah. fruition. Yeah. Um, and I know that goes going, the same, it? and that goes the same the other way around as well. Like does, if you yeah. always complain, things will get worse because you're always complaining about them. Because you're because um, you're in that you're in that mindset unless, unless you're actively looking to do something about it. And I think that's <laughs> the difference. And I have to explain this all the time when I complain at work. It's like I'm not complaining because I don't like it. I'm complaining because I know we can do better at it. All and right. that's what I'm I'm trying to will that on by telling you how shit it is now. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Um, all right. What's next? Um, just having a look. It's just in the mindset side of things as well. Um, I've got a couple of things written down around mindset, um, which is, so I'm just going to run through them and then we can talk about, because they're all related, obviously. Um, celebrating wins, obviously we've talked about a little bit in terms of, especially on social media, especially with people you know. Um, change the way you respond. Um, I think it was, it was when we had Andy on, uh, what feels like a month ago now, but it was probably only about six weeks ago, where we were talking about Olympic athletes and they don't get nervous they get excited that kind of yeah. switch in the brain of like how you interpret the signals from your body um, and that obviously has has a benefit to everybody as well which is not necessarily nerves but you know what I mean just kind of change how you think about things change how you respond and it will become a habit um, something else which I think is very interesting is avoiding toxic positivity so that whole attitude of well someone has it worse therefore stop complaining yeah i think definitely. that's a big thing and to be fair i'm a big gary v fan as everybody knows but he's he does this a little bit and it's one it's probably one of the only things where i'm like mate you need it's not that simple you know I, and one of his phrases is and i know where he's coming from he keeps saying something like on the lines of um if anybody who looks like you has ever done it you can do it as well as in yes you might have alcoholic parents yes you might be from a you know an ethnic minority and, and, and all that and yes you might have grown up in the slums and all these types of things but if someone else has had that and succeeded you can as well so it's kind of a don't use that as an excuse use it as as fuel so i get where he's coming from but that that can go the other way which is you know you shouldn't complain because someone else has it worse so therefore, you got nothing to complain that, about. That is that is very toxic because it's. A, it, I think we spoke about. We ever spoke about it in here, or might have spoken about it in mm. person. But, um, like, when I went, like, when I went a bit dark downside, um, I thought to myself, like, how can I be down? I've got mm. like a wife and two kids, a roof over me, and this starts to make you feel worse because now you start saying, "I shouldn't be like." Why? Yeah. And that is a very bad spiral to get into. It can, it can definitely, it can go both ways, and it, de- yeah. it depends. Like you say, if you're already feeling bad, 
it's difficult to come back from that in that. And this actually, that this actually going to bring me into one of the things that I've gotten wrote down. And instead mm. of that, practice gratitude. Yeah. Rather than it should have. So like I I picked up something else off Jay Allen and, and it's journaling is <laughs> nerdy and gay as that sounds. Um, and I've got an app called Gridlock and there's seven questions on there. And it's both for like personal and mental and for business as well. And I've just filled it on every, every day. Were you productive today and how? Nope. What what did you <laughs> what did you do today to contribute to your health? What are you grateful for? What did you contribute? What did you do today to contribute to your wealth, either financially or socially? Did you get triggered today? Did you have fun today? Did you connect with someone today? And what can you do better tomorrow? And that's been that's been really really good for me. Mm. Someone who's just coasted through life, like actually having that mindfulness, that self awareness, and sitting breaking things down. Like, yeah. um, have you connected? Have you connected with anybody today? Started to like reach out to people, like because I went very uh, solo dark side and just went didn't speak to everybody for a long time. So now yeah. actively messaging people, like how you doing, what you've been up to, and stuff, and like taking an uh, interest, and that's making me feel better as well. On thinking on a much better level. Yeah, there's a, I can't know what the name of the chemical is, but there's a, a chemical in your body which basically encourages it to be nice to people. So when you do something good for someone, you feel better. Yeah. Um, is it serotonin? I feel like it's serotonin. Anyway. Um, and it's, it's basically an evolutionary thing to make us be good to each other because that's in the best interest of everybody. Um, and the, they've, they've done all sorts of studies on it, but it basically boils down to if, if I do something nice for you, you feel good, I assume, I feel good, and anybody who sees me do that also feels good. Yeah. Um, in, and that's in not recording yourself giving money for fucking homeless people because yeah. I hate that. that well, that's where that. Well, that's where that thing comes from. It's yeah. where I think some people want the, the positivity that they then feel. So when I do something nice for you, um, that, that makes me feel good. So how do I amplify that? Well, one way is do more nice things. Or the cheaper way is get other people to tell you how good you are by watching you do that. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So like, I understand Kev, where that comes from. But like, yeah, it's, it's one of my pet peeves as well. Kev says serotonin is the happy hormone. He's confirming yeah. it. Like yeah. a smile is contagious, yeah. <laughs> Yes, we man's contagious, obviously, yeah. Yeah, we should, I. Um, the, um, I'm watching you on your on your Instagram, Kev, as well. You're doing uh, keep it up. Um, and But yeah, that, that whole thing is, is, I was talking about this the other day with me, Nana, of all people. Um, everybody's linked, which is why if you're nice to someone, it actually is good for you, A, in the moment, because you feel better. Even if, even if they react negatively, the classic example is in a, if you're in a customer service retail type job, customer says something uh, and, and you react positively, you like, you know, help them or whatever. And they don't react positively. They say like, well, thanks for nothing or whatever, whatever, you know, what happens. Um, yeah. You might in the moment be like, what? Like, what the fuck? Like, what's that for kind of thing? But then later on, when you tell all your mates that you work with about it, they'll then reaffirm that you were the one who was in the right. And that makes you feel good. Do you know what yeah, I mean? So yeah, of course okay. it is. Plus it gives you something to... to it's a lot of stoicism as well. It's, it's a lot yeah. It's a lot linked with the stoicism, which I went on about with this thing. Um, so yeah, definitely. Journaling, gratitude will really help turn things around. Something I need to be better at, to be honest. Um, I'm awful at practicing gratitude. I really am. Um, I am. So you just take, you, you take everything for granted. And then when totally. you... But if you sit and just... One thing a day, just break... I just write down. like Five minutes, and yeah. Just, I... One one thing I'm gra- like, 
grateful, that's the word, for. And it, it just puts it into that mindset and just, it's really, really decent for me. Like, I think, uh, uh, again, going back to self-awareness, it's probably just about, like, finding, <laughs> if, if you're bad at it, I, as I am, I was just thinking there while you were talking, like, what could I do, where could I find the time or where can I, like, build that into my daily life? I was thinking like you could even just something like when you're driving to work, put your phone, turn your music off, put your phone on one side and hit record and just start talking and leave it as like a voice thing. Because even if you don't listen to it back, even if you just delete it when you're finished, saying it out loud, knowing that there is some kind of something recording it for you might be a good way to like put it on the record sort of thing as yeah. in, rather than just thinking about it. Because I mean, I don't know, I imagine you're even worse than me knowing you, like thinking about something. I can't think about one thing for longer than a minute. No, as soon plus, as I start like, thinking about something, I'm, I end up thinking about like SmackDown versus Raw, or like something, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, no matter what I think about it, I end up coming back to something completely different. Like, who was that guy in that film? Wait a minute, I was supposed to be thinking about like, you know, some, yeah, what I'm having my it's, like, it's estimated 60, 60 to 80,000 thoughts a day, so uh, easy, it's instantly gone, it's gone, yeah. Like, it, it, that's why we're saying, like, if you're gonna, when you commit to a goal, on like, you're gonna train. Physically write it down. I am going to train Monday, Wednesday, Friday. Yeah. Make it a make it a reality because that thought is gone, and now you're thinking of something else and everything else. Uh, um, it's hard. Like life's hard. Let's not let's not sugarcoat it. Like life is hard. Let's make it easier for ourselves. You know, sounds like a very war is me. Doesn't it? But like, <laughs> you know, we've all got shit to do. Like we've all got to go to work. We've all got you know either kids or or whatever to plan for, and all these unforeseen circumstances that like you couldn't you know. Like Louise's mom, dad's car broke down yesterday, and who knew that was going to happen? And like, some something's happened at work today. Obviously, when I've been off, and like, it's 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 rocked the person that it's involved, and that's like unforeseen. There's no way you can plan these things. So why make it more difficult for yourself by by using the things you can control ineffectively, as in not writing something down, or not getting your bag packed the day before, or not putting your bottle of water in the fridge and, and before your workout session, or whatever it is. You know what I mean? If it's going to take almost zero extra effort, make it easy for yourself, man. Definitely, definitely. Um, but on values, so it's a bit more further on values. Comparison. Mm-hmm. I know we've said it and we've been into it. Comparison it's is the, the thief, thief of joy. joy. Yes, it. one of my favorite sayings. Um, but something that was on values on Ooh. success, which I thought really, really interesting, is if if you align your values correctly the feeling the return is exactly the same as somebody who is the top of the game so let's take Conor McGregor when he beat I'm not Aldo yeah mm-hmm. when he mm-hmm. beat him his feeling of victory there was exactly the same as my victory feeling on a random competition yeah albeit on a different scale got you but the feelings that we both experienced at that exact t- same time yeah, was exactly the same. The only time mine becomes a shit feeling is an Agan and compare it to his. Yeah. Uh, that's interesting. Yeah, I like that. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I agree. I think that's, yeah, I think that is literally scientifically how it works. Like you can't, yeah. you can always feel better, but like, it's not, it, it, we talked about the, you know, the kind of diminishing returns of like, if you do, if you make this much, if you make this much improvement, it's it's you know it's the same thing with with that kind of thing, and like he doesn't he doesn't feel a hundred times better because he's a hundred leagues ahead or whatever, you know. Yeah. Um, the, yeah. 
I agree. Yeah. So if you set your values correctly, every there is so many mini victories to be had. Yep. If you go, I've just managed to hit. Like if you've been struggling to do a twenty kilo a twenty kilo barbell bench press, and you finally hit it for ten reps, and you're like, you are the same feeling as what Ronnie Coleman got on his world record, as Eddie Hall got on his record. You are exact. You are experiencing the same thing, and it only becomes shit when you compare it in comparison to somebody else's yeah. game. Yeah, I like that. Um, I'm going to run another. Have you heard of the rule of third? Still in the USA uh, realm now. I feel like I have, but I don't know in coined what context. By, I believe it was coined or it was made very popular by Frank Shamrock. Right. So the rule of third in a basis over the top of it is you should be spending a third of your time with, somebody you can, with people you can teach, a third okay. of your time with people on the same level as you, and a third of your time with people playing a bigger game than you. Yeah, so that you can this, learn from. This, is, this is environment and values all tied into one. So mm. if you're teaching someone, you're reinforcing what you know and you're learning. Yeah. I, I learned so much. I got better at kickboxing when I became a coach. I bet you did, eh? Yeah. Because I had to physically break it down with everything mm-hmm. I was doing and I taught myself while teaching people. It holds you accountable as well, I don't know, when you're teaching it does, people. Yeah, like, you know accountable. what I mean? Yeah, definitely. Um, People playing the same game as you, people, so you can like on the same level. You're gonna you're gonna learn with each other. You're gonna have that, yeah, you're gonna kind of you're thing. gonna you're gonna have that. Oh shit, I'm struggling. They're struggling. We're doing the same thing. They're winning. I'm winning. And then of course, although it is comparison, people you're learning from, you've got them people playing a bigger game than you. They, if they're in the same thing, so like in a PT sport, like. The, the influencers we look up to, your Jay Smith, your Jay Allen, your James Smith, your ESGs, they're yeah. all playing a bigger game, but it's inspiring bigger game. It's not like... Yeah, it's, it's not... Yeah, you're not negative. comparing yourself to them. You're just learning. You're just kind of... You're a sponge to what they know that you don't yet. Yeah. Um, because they were in the same position that you are 10 years previously or whatever it is. Yeah. I think there was a really interesting post by James Smith. Actually, I'm assuming you've seen it, but um, the one where... I think it was was it a TikTok trend or it might have been an Instagram trend about um, shared the post that that went viral. Which which post of yours went viral and made you famous? And he was like, "These are my um, analytics for 2014 to 18 or whatever it was." And he was like, "There is no there's no spike. It's just gradual." Yeah, he was like I post three times a day, religiously for five years, and that's how I went viral. And I was like, "Fucking yes, mate." How long we've we been saying that? Like consistency, consistency. Obviously, some people win the lottery. Some people do go viral, all that kind of thing. But like the people who put in the foundations are the does ones it, that you want to learn from. Do you does, know what I mean? Does a daily email and every single email ends with him trying to get people signed up to his Jim Smith Academy, online academy. Right. And he said, I think it was two and a half years before he got his first sale of doing it every single day. That's writing an email out every wow. single day to his mail thing. Like, but that's what got him there. Still on that rule of third, though. If I use an analogy of like um, of sparring and that to get better physically, like when I'm when I'm fighting the white belts, I can try new things, fancy mm. stuff. When I'm fighting the people that I'm, if I stick, if I if I stayed with them, I'm not going to get it. I'm they're not pushing me. If yeah. I moved up to the stage two, the people on the same level again, we're not pushing each other. If I move up and fight the people in a bigger game, you get better. So yeah. the rule of third is a massive. Awesome, awesome thing. 
Yeah, agreed. I like that. Cool. In terms of values, um, sorry, I'm just writing this down before I forget rule of third. Um, in terms of values, I was going to say something which was, I've forgotten. I was going to say, what was I going to say? Something about values. Um, yeah, I've literally like, it was it was probably something along the lines of um, what I was talking about before, which is you know, if everyone was just nice to each other, then that would just be wouldn't that be wonderful? <laughs> it would it would lit, it would literally work. It would literally make the world a better place. Look, um, I'm not saying I'm nice to everybody all the time, but in terms of you know, in terms of being willing to die on your own sword, in terms of you know. Putting out what you what you want. I mean, that that cliche of like treat others how you want to be treated. You know, it is literally science. It's literally based around like things. Every every action has an equal and opposite reaction. Like that is yeah. actual physics. If you put good out, well, that is going to help somebody. It might not help you, and it might not help the person talking to. You. I don't know, but it might help someone. And then that person's more likely to put some good out into the world, and that will help someone. And then if that keeps happening, then some good will happen to you as well. Um, yes, it does. I believe that so the just day when be, I had a fucking breakdown in there. Did you see me status today? No. I've been doing this all, being better thing and that. I had a breakdown. My, my van conked out on us in McDonald's mm-hmm. car park, uh, McDonald's drive-thru, just after the speaker, Sunday morning breakfast run. Whoa. Absolute meltdown, mate. I was nearly crying. At the age of 33, I was nearly crying. Van was not taking over. And I was like, there is no... They've got them stupid, shitty, like, rubber bits. Can't like, move. I, yeah. I was jammed in. The wife behind us was, like, climbing up a car like a spider monkey because she couldn't get to the speaker. I was like, holy shit. I don't even know what to do. Long wheel, like, 10-ton van, man. Like, how the hell am I going to move this motherfucker? I climbed out and tried to do it, and this guy got out. It, obviously, he just wanted to get his food quicker. Yeah. <laughs> now, he came up to me and went, do you want a hand pushing your van, mate? I was like, my guardian angel. <laughs> and how was pushing around the thing? Like, no, like, there must have been about 50 cars there, and nobody right. else did. They just stood and stared at us. And then I hid around <laughs> my van until all them cars moved, and I went in and got me McDonald's before I tried to fix the van. <laughs> did you manage to get fixed? Uh, I got home and then I've been in a huff with it all day and haven't been back to it. <laughs> I got that's, home and then it's tomorrow's problem. As much as I talk about procrastination, that's the yeah. problem. That's that's tomorrow morning's problem. That like. <laughs> but uh, I need to put a post out on Facebook and find out how that lad was and buy him. A anybody McDonald's got a breakfast? <laughs> no, buy him a McDonald's <laughs> breakfast next week. I will. Uh, I will get him an Uber Eats breakfast and I think that's my but, positivity being going out has come back uh, to save us well this is it but like I bet you that guy feels good you might have a pulled hamstring but I bet you he feels good for help <laughs> I, mean? I bet you he I bet you he went home and ate his breakfast and said to whoever he lives with oh yeah some lad broke down the van I got out and helped him I bet she was like oh that was nice eh? do you know what I mean like I bet that or even somebody in his that, car was probably just yeah. went where you going planning on help us uh, what? nice guy like that that's makes a difference and everybody who was in their car who was sitting watching will have been laughing obviously uh, as I would have been they'll have been laughing but they'll have been, they'll have been like oh I'm glad someone's helped them so I'm yeah. glad even if it's selfish so that I don't have to they will have still felt good that someone else got out and helped you do you know what I mean yeah, yeah. worst Sunday morning of my life then I shut the boot on my face as well that knack I've had a really shitty Sunday morning <laughs> what? I didn't even I do that shut- 
I had a hold of the uh, cable and I was talking. I whapped the uh, cable down the corner, hit us in the face. Glasses went flying. Got to cut my chest. <laughs> my van hates us. Fuck you, van. Oh, uh, I like it. I think we're I just rambling now, though. Well, that's all right. I had quite a productive Sunday. I went to B&Q, got bought some lino, obviously. I bumped into um, the Mooses, Mr. and Mrs. Moose. Um, I bumped into the Mooses the day. Well, they bumped into me. I went into Aldi and I heard someone going, how, man? And I was like, yeah, somebody's shooting at his dad. It's, it's uh, right, shooting yeah. his, Somebody's shooting at their kids. So I put it on, went out, got a message off Max, like, you, are, you, are you blind as well as being there? Are you, are you deaf as well as being blind? I was like, what are you on about? He's like, I'm just shouting. I was like, well, I just uh, thought it was someone shouting. He's like, I shouted just... your name twice. I just thought I was in blind. <laughs> it's like, well, I wasn't doing anything wrong, so I thought someone else was getting shouted there. That's so what happened to me. You know, when I was, uh, you know, when I was spray painting that shop shutter the other week, as I tell me about it. That looks good, by the way. Um, oh, thanks. I was, uh, I was painting away. I was painting away, and, I, and then I just heard, like, from obviously there's people around, there's a cash point like 20 yards away, and there's people around. The junkies heard, on the marketplace. <laughs> and I just heard, how? And I was like, well, that's obviously not for me because, you know, why would it be? And then, like, I heard it again, and I turned and looked, and there was a young lad, youngish lad, probably about our age, on a bike, like on a like a BMX, and he was like, "There's there's a kid here, man." And I looked, and I was like, "Okay," <laughs> and I was like, "What?" And he went, "There's a kid here, man," and, he, and I realized he meant like you're spraying, and the like the aerosol is like traveling with the wind, kind of thing. Uh-huh. And I just went, "All right, sorry, man," and then like continued <laughs> what I was doing. <laughs> And then he like cycled past and he's like, red <laughs> and he was, well, he was Ben, what's going to do? <laughs> he's going to get out and do his And then the kid like, he like went past on his bike and he was like, fucking And then about six people came over and, were, and like one in particular was like, yeah, mate, didn't you worry about him? Like, yeah, they, that looks midnight, like, good on you and that. Like, didn't worry about that also. And I was like, but even then, like a few people noticed what happened, made, made the decision to come over and say something positive, but in a conversation with some bloke, I've seen him a million times from Blythe, I don't know who he is, but he was like, oh, that's, that's good, that, mate. And like, we had a bit crack in that. Um, so, yeah, it's it's just nice to see, like, when when you see something positive going on, even out of a negative situation, it does make you feel better, whether you're involved in it or not. You know what I mean? Aye. Good times. All right, cool. Cool. It was good to be back. Aye, definitely. Start off with a slow pace, but we got back those, in the uh, floor, man. Got those training wheels off after five minutes. Um, yeah. What do you want to talk about next week? Any thoughts? Yeah, nah. Have a discussion in the thing. Could have a look again and someone earn. But do I? I'll maybe I'll put something out on uh, Instagram and stuff today and say like, anybody got any ideas? Anybody got any questions? Could do another overrated, underrated, or another frequently asked questions if we run out of uh, if we run out of topics or if we're kind of thinking of anything big picture enough, you know? Um, I could take. I could. We could take the morning off on Monday and just go to the services and do and just get absolutely slammed doing the thing. Yeah, I think. Yeah. Um, Oh, the well, hold on a minute. When is it? No, it doesn't matter. I was going to say I'll be unavailable in a couple of weeks, but it's a Saturday. I'm busy, not on Sunday. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm going to wait for We'll organize something. Why? All right, cool. As always, thank you very much, guys. Uh, like, share, comment, all that stuff boosts boost up and gets more viewers, more viewers, more chat, more content. Um, give us a share. Shoot a message. Tell what was what was good, what was bad, what was shite. Hell, we always like to hear stuff. Yes. Uh, thank you very much for viewing. Unless you're going to um, complain about the swearing, in which case. <laughs> <laughs> yes, which my wife will be back shortly. And stop swearing. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, cool. Right, thank cool. you very much, guys. Nice before, Sign us off with two week. claps and a Ric Flair. Woo! Woo! Thank you very See much, you later, kids. Man. See you later, bro. Take care, bye.